It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever you do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And this show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. All quiet on the Packers front for now. That is something that we are going to talk about in a little bit. They made one move. We're going to start the show there. We're also going to have our pal Lauren Cox from Locked on Bears on the show a little bit later to talk about Andy Dalton and not Russell Wilson. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't not laugh there. Uh, that's just, um, it just, look, the Bears are hysterical. And it just, it is what it is. Um, let's start. With the Robert Tunyon news, the Packers tendered Robert Tunyon. It is a second round restricted free agent tender. And that is going to cost Green Bay a little over $3 million. I have said on the show and on Twitter that I am not convinced that even if the Packers tender Big Bob, that the Packers will keep him. And... There was some speculation in the Twitterverse. Jason Wildey said that he thinks he would give up a second round pick for Tunyon. Uh, Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated said that he felt like it was a good opportunity for teams. Uh, I don't know if that means, you know, giving up a second or if there's a pick that that could be worked out. Remember, just because Green Bay has tendered Tunyon does not mean he cannot be traded. So if a team says, hey, look, We want to give him a contract. We're not going to give you a second round pick. And we don't think anyone is going to give you a second round pick for him. But we'll give you a third. Do the Packers do that? They're already checking on day two tight ends. Guys like Tommy Tremble, Brevin Jordan. They're doing their homework on these guys. And Josiah DeGuara is coming off a torn ACL. Jay Sternberger has struggled to stay healthy over the last few years. Um, although I really still like the talent that he possesses. And we don't know what the future is with Mercedes Lewis. So how do you handle a player like Tunyon who produced in a major way last year? I made the case that he had an all pro quality season. And he did in terms of production. But so much, especially of the touchdown production is due to regress. Although, one of the reasons why I think it may not regress is because Matt LaFleur is so good at scheming up tight ends to come free. This offense is predicated on it. Well, 
if that's the case, and we knew that, by the way, when Matt LaFleur came from Tennessee, he turned a, 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 an uninspiring group of tight ends after Delaney Walker's injury. Guys like Luke Stocker became productive players because this offense find ways to free those guys up. Now, Tunyon had a couple nice touchdowns last year, made a, a couple great plays. He is a quality, solid player. I don't know that after one breakout season, I would be comfortable giving him a big deal if I'm the Packers or anyone else. But I might I might trade a pick to try and sign him for cheap if I thought I could get him for cheap. Now, of course, you sign him with the idea, hey, you know, we got to talk to him and let's see if we can get this worked out. It could it could be the case that the regular restricted free agent process could play out and a team says, hey, we're going to give you four years, 40 and we'll give up the second round pick. There could be a team that says, look, getting a guy, you know, a, a guy still in his mid 20s who just put together uh, the most productive season a Packers tight end has in years. He was the highest scoring tight end in the league with Travis Kelsey. And so we think he can fit in our offense wherever that is. You know, are there other teams who'd be willing to bring him in? Would Houston say, here's a pick? That we can give you, assuming they have any. Do they have any? I don't know if they have any. I think there might be teams out there who would be willing to say to get a proven tight end. And there aren't that many. You know, there are like three tight ends in the league who matter. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. That's really the list. And and Gronk, assuming he has Tom Brady. Everyone else is just still trying to figure it out. And, and maybe Zach Ertz is one of them. He has been in the past. He is reportedly back on the market, the trade block. Remember, the Packers called about Ertz before he got hurt at the trade deadline. This was something that that they were considering. He could be on their radar. This is, you know, remember, someone the Packers have inquired about in the past. And we know they like to play favorites on stuff like this. Would you rather have Zach Ertz, now albeit a much more expensive version of Zach Ertz, in the last year of his deal or Tunyon on the restricted free agent number? If it's me, I probably would rather have Tunyon. But if I can get that second, if someone is going to pay him and I can get that second or someone's going to trade for him and I can get a third, then I probably do that deal. And then I call Philly and say, uh, what do you think? A fifth? Uh, maybe a, a fifth that could become a fourth. I mean, what is he really worth at this point? And I, I think in order to feel you you can do that, you you would not like the options that are out there at these other positions. The receiver market has been incredibly chilly. We have not seen many of these guys signed at all. Marvin Jones signed yesterday, but we're still waiting on the big fish in this group. So, I mean, would would Green Bay try and try and get Ertz now at that number without considering, oh, okay, could that money be better spent on a Curtis Samuel, a Will Fuller, some of these other guys? Now, we have we have no reports. We have no inside info here that says Green Bay is is calling on these guys on the receivers. We can, we can assume that Brian Gutekinds has said he wants to be in on everything, that they're doing something, they're thinking about it, but we don't know right now if there's any movement there. And it, it doesn't seem like 
you know, that, that these guys are going to come all that expensive or at least not as expensive as we thought could on a one year prove it deal. Could, could Green Bay convince Juju Smith-Schuster, hey, Juju, you're still young. Come play for a year in Green Bay, play the slot, catch 80 balls, and then go get hella paid next offseason when teams know there's going to be new money coming in and it's going to be one year before the salary cap explodes. We know, we'll, we'll know all of the, the new TV deal numbers by then and you can get paid. Come, come to Green Bay on a, on a short-term prove-it deal. Make it happen. Let's do it. Maybe they can. Maybe they can convince one of these guys to do that, especially someone like Juju, who's so young. He's so young and is would be a perfect fit in this offense because he doesn't have to get down the field, is not going to be asked to create after the catch, but will be put in a position to do so and can kill teams from the slot. You have Devontae Adams, you have Juju Smith-Schuster in the slot, and you put MVS out wide. You can get down the field, you can win in the middle of the field, and you can win on the outside. Lazard on the outside instead of MBS, same thing. Or you can put him on in a stack with Devontae Adams or with MBS. I mean, there's all different kinds of ways you can use him. That's That was the name before the season and last year that I was saying, hey, keep an eye on Juju. Could, could he be someone that Green Bay has their eyes on if Pittsburgh doesn't want to keep him? And it turns out Pittsburgh doesn't want to keep him. We don't know what this market is going to look like. So we're just, right now we're monitoring. We're, we're observing, we're reporting, trying to figure out what's, what is going on and what, what could happen. I think there are going to be some starting caliber receivers out there that Green Bay might want. And it might only cost four or five million dollars. Now, Juju is probably not going to cost four or five million dollars, but uh, there, there could be some other guys out there who just have to settle for that. And Green Bay is going to be a very desirable destination for these guys because of Aaron Rodgers, because of what we've seen this offense be. And so I just I, I think that Green Bay is going to be able to find someone, something that that they feel good about. So maybe you don't rush into, you know, a trade for Zach Ertz. But all of this started with our, our Tunyon discussion. I'm not convinced that the tender means he's going to play in Green Bay in 2021. I'm I'm just not convinced. So something to monitor here. You know, there could be some some buzz that comes out. Oh, hey, you know, teams have teams have called on Robert Tunyon. Teams have inquired on Big Bob. I don't think that would be surprising really at all given his production last year, given his age and given his experience in an offense that so many teams are playing. He built the trust of Aaron Rodgers, and if you're the Packers, you can justify moving on from him if you get, you know, a second or a third round pick. And then, okay, now, you know, we really like these guys in the draft, the the, the Jordans and the Trembles of this draft. And, and you could sort of, you know, uh, you could sell it from a PR standpoint that way. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar for a long time, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now is the time to find out which bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness which means you get to help decide the number one built bar in the land. Go to builtbar.com or to 
built underscore bar on Twitter and let us know what you think. Uh, yesterday's matchup, the peanut butter brownie and the, uh, the the coconut almond. This was extremely difficult for me. And we've got some really tough matchups coming up. I mean, salted caramel versus chocolate chip cookie dough, coconut versus birthday cake, uh, peanut butter versus coconut puff, caramel brownie versus double chocolate. Double chocolate is my favorite. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store get more of the news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast follow the locked on today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts and we are doing a bracket challenge. The winner of that bracket challenge gets to come on Locked On today. So if you want to do that, you want to talk to me. A lot of you have asked to come on Locked On Packers. You want to get on air with me, go sign up for the bracket challenge with the Locked On Podcast Network and let's do this. All right, I want to, before we get to Lauren, I want to clean up some things from the Aaron Jones signing because... We just, there was so much to get to that day. You know, there were, there were so many other moves that we didn't really get to fully dive in, right? I think a lot of fans and certainly some of the media criticism around the Aaron Jones deal focus on A.J. Dillon and what they missed by drafting Dillon in the second, what they miss now by spending money on Aaron Jones instead of other players. And the idea is, look, this is a misallocation of resources because they're they're putting a lot in the running back position. I understand that criticism. I frankly agree with that criticism. It is more asset deployment into the running back position than I would be comfortable spending. The irony of all of this, of course, is that the offense is based on the Mike Shanahan offense, Kyle's dad, and that offense was famous for turning you and I into thousand yard rushers, you know, Mike Anderson, Alandis Gary guys, no one has ever heard of. And certainly if you're under 30, you probably have never heard those names before. Those guys rushed for a thousand yards in Denver outside zone, boot away, play action. It was great. And it was, it was a machine. So it's interesting that, you know, the Rams and the 49ers and the Packers and and the, the Vikings, all these teams that are running the same scheme are now pouring resources into the running back position. Okay. 
That being said, A.J. Dillon is going to be a featured part of this offense in a way that Jamal Williams was the last two years. Remember, Jamal Williams led the running backs in touchdown catches two years ago. He was a big part of the passing game, the screen game. Eventually, they figured out they could split him out wide. We don't know if A.J. Dillon can do that. We don't know if he can consistently be a part of the passing game. It wasn't something that was his forte at Boston College and was a big reason why places like Pro Football Focus didn't like him as much as a prospect because they didn't think he could be a modern running back. Now, he has had some drops with the Packers, but he's also at times looked natural catching the ball. I think it's a concentration thing with the drops. He's just so excited to get upfield and own somebody that he takes his eye off the ball. And I think he can be what Jamal Williams was in the passing game from a catching standpoint, from a pass catching standpoint. Can he be as good as Jamal Williams from a protection standpoint? That is that is something that I think young players really struggled with. It's something Aaron Jones had to figure out over the course of his career. And he's become a very good pass protector. That's going to be a big thing here. I talked about this with Ross Uglum right after the signing was announced. If you go back and you look at the Titans game, or you go back and you look at the Rams game, there were a lot of times when these two dudes were on the field together. And this is how I think Green Bay wants to play. They want to live in 21 personnel and 12 personnel. They want to, they want to be able to be big but still do whatever they want offensively. And so you pair Jones, who can just sort of do it all. He can he can run that little sweep motion, and he can, he can run inside, he can run outside, he can run routes from the slot, he can run routes from the boundary. He can do it all for you. A.J. Dillon is a little bit more, at least for now, in his lane, and, and you want that because you want your players... Malafleur has said this before. You want guys to fill specific roles or with, with specific skills, and then it's up to the coaches to maximize those guys. It's up to the coaches to put those guys in the best position to succeed. And you can save the hits on Aaron Jones' legs with A.J. Dillon. So I don't think it's the case that taking A.J. Dillon means that the Jones contract is bad. I think the problem is the original allocation of capital. The original, hey, we're, we're using a second round pick on A.J. Dillon. That was the part where I go, mm, I don't know about that. Even if I think A.J. Dillon can be a really, really good back. And I think, you know, if there were an injury and he had to, he had to play six games as the starter, I think he could do it. And I think he could be good. We saw it against Tennessee. Jones played in that game. He was really good in that game, too. He was really efficient, but they beat that ass with the Titans. And so Dylan got a lot of the late carries and put together a monster performance. It's something that I thought we, we could have seen more late in the season. It's something that I thought, frankly, the Packers would have been wise to do a little bit more late in the season. I would have liked to see it more against the, the Buccaneers. I thought they got a little bit pass happy in the second half, got away from the balance. I know Aaron Jones gets hurt. But A.J. Dillon, you took in the second round. And by January, there are no rookies. You got to throw those guys out there and see what they got because he was the guy in the first game that broke some big runs. He and Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones didn't play well in the first game of that matchup either. And 
I, I think we will see a, a fuller unleashing of Quadzilla this season, certainly than we did last year, but but maybe even more than we saw with Jamal Williams. That maybe, and, and Ross suggested this, maybe the ideal scenario for the Packers in a game they win is someone like A.J. Dillon gets 15, 17 carries and one or two targets. And Aaron Jones gets 13 carries, 15 carries, and like five to eight targets. So that you're getting, you know, he's getting to you know, 18, 20 touches a game. You don't need to, you don't need to have a goal in mind, but I think it's it's a nice balance to strike because you can save the wear and tear on a guy that you're giving a lot of money. And you want you want him to be good after 2021. You want him to be good after 2022. And certainly you want him to be good in December. I think Green Bay effectively did that with Jones. And, and you know, he missed a couple games and that was part of it. He's probably going to miss a couple games this year. He He's a, a smaller back, even if he's, you know, incredibly in shape he's he is fit and and you know it's it's not like he's slight but you know he's 5'9 5'10 215 AJ Dillon is 6 foot 6'1 250 who do you want the hits on I don't I don't think it's it's that hard a choice to make so from that standpoint I don't think that the signing of Jones makes the AJ Dillon pick look worse because the the signing of Jones is predicated on having someone who can take the punishment off Aaron Jones. But I do think you could have gotten a reasonable facsimile of what AJ Dillon is providing later in the draft and use that second round pick on a priority position. I think the die was cast. That was sunk cost already. So you you make the selection with Dylan, that's already that's the that's the original sin. And you know, sin is overstating it, but that's that's where you know I think you can have a, a critique of the, the two's relationship in terms of one move with another. If the Packers, if if the AJ Dylan role were being played by someone from the fifth round, I don't think people would have a problem with it. Well, okay, then then the real problem is that you are using a second round pick on a guy who is not really ever going to be your feature back in all likelihood. I mean, maybe in two years, but now all of a sudden you got to figure out if you want to pay him. And the answer is, by the way, you probably don't. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got you covered with news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. Use the promo code LOCKED ON and you put money in. Bet Online will match it up to 50%. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember, promo code LOCKED ON gets you a 50% welcome bonus. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. 
This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, let's get to our conversation with Lauren Cox. Um, this is actually from Locked On Today. So if you want to go uh, listen I, and you haven't checked it out, please go do that. Um, again, we're, we're really getting a lot of great feedback about it. And if you like this show, um, I, I think you'll like it. And, you know, frankly, if you don't like this show, you may like that one better. So if you're if you're just hate listening, go. I mean, please continue to, to do this and, and, and keep listening. But um, if you can... Go check out Locked On today. If you have the time, it's it is all of the sports. We're trying to put together everything, and I think there's a lot of good stuff going on, including this conversation with Lauren. The Chicago Bears reportedly made a big push for Russell Wilson, but ultimately landed on Andy Dalton, one of the truest and most literal versions of you versus the guy she told you not to be worried about, but really in the reverse way that we normally think about it. Joining me now from Locked on Bears, Lauren Cox. And Lauren, this seemed like the most likely outcome all along. Why would any Bears fan have gotten his hopes up that it would have turned out differently? You know, you would think after lifetimes of people going through this that they would they wouldn't, right? They, they would not. But how many days straight of Russell Wilson reporting and rumors did we hear? And it was all bears, all bears, all bears. And you start going through the other teams that Russell Wilson had listed. The Saints signed and re-signed and extended both of their quarterbacks. The Raiders keep shedding offensive linemen and backing up Derek Carr with all of their support. And the Cowboys spend the big money on Dak Prescott. So it's like, all right, clear path between Seattle and Chicago. It's all lined up. The reports were that the Bears made as strong of an offer as they felt they could, that they really went all out, emptied the chamber, I think was the word NFL Network Stacey Dales used today, that they they threw a huge offer at Seattle. Seattle said they didn't want to make a deal. And so I guess Andy Dalton is plan B. And plan B might be generous if we're being honest about all of this. So it's going to be Andy Dalton. It is potentially we, we don't know what the future of Nick Foles is. I mean, Mitch Trubisky, it's not crazy to think that he could be back to how much better is Andy Dalton than what they had at quarterback last year? Because I think that's really the only question that matters for Chicago in 2021, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think you're going to hear a coach and general manager try and sell you really hard on it mm. being a quarterback. A coach and general manager in the last year of their contracts, it should be pointed out. Two guys trying to save their jobs and their right. big unveiling of here's our solution is Andy Dalton. It just it, it, it leaves a lot of Bears fans feeling like, 
all right, what's what else? Like, what's what's next? This can't just be it, right? I mean, there's got to be more. You lift up the box and look underneath. Like, is there is there anything else? <laughs> is, is this all there is? Like, it, well, and then, so like, does this permanently rule out a Russell Wilson trade? I guess technically, probably not. There's already huge financial jump hoops they have to jump through at this point anyway. So what's what's an Andy Dalton contract added into that? But realistically, this is the Bears' plan for their veteran starting quarterback next year, and and all of the hope at this point is rookie quarterback get some kind of rookie quarterback that bears fans can at least feel hopeful and excited about because if it's just Foles and andy dalton and quarterback three tyler bray back for the 11th straight year as a practice squad quarterback it's not going to be an easy sell for season ticket holders i think that leads to a very uncomfortable question for management and potentially ownership then because it's not as if the bears have a pick that's going to net them one of these top quarterbacks, Trey Lance, and even the secondary, you know, the guys below Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Wilson and Justin Fields, such that you think those guys are below, still probably going to take some luck to be there for Chicago. So what is the plan for finding a long-term solution for the Chicago Bears here? I mean, trade for Gardner Minshew or Sam Darnold? I mean, it's like, what's what's the point of having Andy Dalton in at that point, right? I mean, I guess when it comes to the draft, Adam Schefter said today that you take it to the bank was the phrase he used to say four quarterbacks in the top six or seven picks, really backing up other things we've heard about the hype mm. for this top quarterback class. So then is Mac Jones going to make it to 20? And is Mac Jones even a quarterback you can get excited about at 20? I mean, another one of these sort of big arm Alabama quarterbacks that we've seen. There's, there's always reason to be excited about each one. But like, does that move the needle for Bears fans and for Bears ownership to say, all right, Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy, you get to keep your job? Or is, you know, is Kellen Mund enough of a swing for the fences or is that too much risk for them? I mean, is that really, is he really a first round quarterback at 20 or do you start working down a little bit from there? It's it's an uncomfortable position and all of it to me points to this desperation. I feel like if I'm trying to save my job, I have to trade up for one of the top four to really show ownership and show the fan base and show the city that, hey, we are serious about upgrading the quarterback position. And that Dalton thing was kind of an insurance policy and a little bit something extra for in case of emergency, in case something goes wrong, we're still able to get our young quarterback of the future because they need to do something else. And it, it does act as a, a sort of insurance policy of a different sort where you say, oh, hey, ownership, we just traded for the guy. And so Andy Dalton is going to get this year. You have to give us more time so that we can bring this rookie along. And actually in year two, year three, that's when this is going to pay dividends. So you need to give us a couple more years here as we try and right the ship. Yeah, you would think you would think that's how this should go. But is just any old run of the mill rookie quarterback going to be enough for that and you know each one has their strengths and weaknesses but like if you're getting the fifth or sixth or seventh quarterback in the nfl draft is that enough to convince ownership that hey yeah maybe we should be patient with this pick if they're just going to settle for whoever they might get to fall for them as opposed to really trying to put their stamp and going up and getting a guy although the last time that they signed a redhead quarterback in free agency and then traded up in the draft for a top quarterback it did not go well for ryan pace <laughs> well kyle trask to the bears confirmed thanks lauren <laughs> is that supposed to make me feel better <laughs> hey it worked for rex grossman <laughs> always fun to talk 
with our buddy Lauren from Locked on Bears. And, uh, you know, pour one out for the Bears fan in your life or don't. You know, they they were absolute jerks two years ago when they had one good season in forever and they felt like they were going to run the North for years to come and they trashed Adrian Amos on the way out. So he has every right to pop off on Twitter and laugh at the moves that they're making. You almost get Russell Wilson and instead have to settle for Andy Dalton. And and guess what? I'm going to pop off too because those Bear fans were, they were jerks. They were jerks. All right. And they have been ever since, I don't know, two years ago. And I started to be a thing in their life. And and now um, they can't quit me. I don't know what the deal is, but they, they've been wrong for two straight years and it's glorious. And so I'm going to enjoy it. I really am. It's not even it's not even schadenfreude. I'm just enjoying their pain because they were such they were such jackasses. And I don't I really don't feel sorry for them. I don't. I'm just, listen, I'm just keeping it 100. <laughs> All right, we'll be back tomorrow, um, and it'll be our last show of the week. No Friday show this week unless something happens. If the Packers sign someone on Friday, we will, of course, have emergency podcast. But uh, I am actually uh, technically on vacation, and so i um, still doing shows because you guys demand it. It is We're doing it for the content here, but uh, we, will, we will not have a Friday show unless something happens actually on Friday. If the Packers sign someone, you know, of course, just my luck, uh, the Packers will sign Will Fuller and we'll have a big deal and a big show to talk about on Friday. But otherwise, no show. Enjoy uh, the madness and uh, we will see you back here next week. But there is a show Thursday, so there is a show tomorrow. We'll be on it and we'll be talking about everything that's going on around this team and a lot more. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.